So my voice is really hoarse because I spent the weekend screaming along to punk bands. I don't regret it, but I decided to record this anyway because making fun of Harry Potter just can't wait. Chapter 11. So this chapter is called Hit It and Quidditch. No, it's actually just called Quidditch. So as we learned last chapter, nothing bonds you to your peers quite like killing a monster together. And so Bossy Girl and Harry and Harry's sidekick are all BFFs now for some reason. And also apparently we find out that Quidditch season starts in November, like right when it starts to get cold, as opposed to back here on Earth where outdoor sports typically are done in the summer. Also, conveniently, we find out that Bossy Girl is way nicer all of a sudden. But of course, the book is so clumsy that it doesn't just show us that Bossy Girl is nicer. It literally tells us. There's a sentence that's literally just like, Oh, by the way, Bossy Girl is nice now because she realized that almost being killed by a troll should make people nicer. And because the character was cartoonishly bossy, and now the plot requires her to be cool and laid back. I'm not making this up, by the way. Like that, The book literally says, Oh, she's nicer now. Like, couldn't we at least get a scene where she tells Harry that the troll scared her and made her realize life is fragile or something? Or maybe delve into her backstory just a tiny bit? Like, seriously, anything? This is the laziest shit ever. It's seriously just like, nah, she's nice now. It's cool. All that character building we did before about how she's bossy? Uh, forget it. Just don't worry about it. And so then, remember the evil teacher guy who makes me insanely jealous of Hogwarts tenure rules? Like, they seriously, they must have the most amazing teachers union under that, at that place. Like, oh, he's literally pure evil? Well, you know, tenure. Maybe the union bosses could do something about the random three-headed dogs and murderous trolls, though. I feel like that, that's gotta be an OSHA violation. They could maybe use that for, like, collective bargaining leverage or something. Anyway, so Snape, uh, comes up to Harry and is like, Oh, what are you reading? And Harry's like, I'm reading a book about the history of Quidditch because I'm a giant fucking nerd. And Snape is like, oh, well, that violates a rule I just made up about library books being read outside of school, which totally fucking defeats the entire point of a library lending system and serves to discourage learning, a thing my job tasks me explicitly with encouraging. And then he deducts five points from Gryffindor, and it's like, it's weird to me why these kids even care about the point system. Like, this is some fucking Clive Anderson, the points are all made up and none, none of this shit matters type shit, but every student gets insanely bummed out if they lose points. It's like, guys, guys, this shit doesn't fucking matter. Like, not even a little. Also, this book does this thing that bothers me in books, and that's when they overuse that, like, Tom Swifty style of attaching an adverb to the way the character says something. Like, that's just a made-up rule, Harry muttered angrily. I hope his leg hurts, said Ron bitterly. It's like, good writing doesn't need that. Or at least very sparingly. If your dialogue is convincing and your characters are well-formed, we'll understand intuitively that Ron is bitter and that Harry is angry. It totally takes you out of the narrative, because you have to go and attach a motion that's being told to you onto your already existing mental image of the narration. So it's it's just this super lazy thing again. It's I mean, it's not really a big deal. It's just 
the narrator is constantly telling me how the dialogue ought to sound after I've already read it. It's just like, come on. And so then uh, Harry tries to sneak into Snape's room to steal his book back, which is so obviously a really contrived plot device to get him to find Snape getting treated for the three-headed dog bite. That's right. Which So Snape got bit by a three-headed dog, uh, which means he's trying to get at the thing that the dog was guarding, which means he's responsible for the breaking of the bank, which means he's the bad guy. Which, like, of course, is the most obvious thing ever. Turns out the evil bad guy is the villain of the piece. Shit, didn't see that coming. So then Harry and his sidekick and the character formerly known as Bossy Girl all go back to their room and lay out the plot very heavy-handedly, like in case we didn't catch it. And then it's time for the Quidditch match. And some student is doing commentary, and he's all weirdly misogynistic about a female player for some reason. And then the game is described, and it's it's still an incredibly idiotic game from a game design perspective. And it's also insanely dangerous, and they don't ever mention wearing pads or anything. But they're all just fucking flying around on broomsticks. And so then Harry's broomstick becomes possessed by something, probably Snape. And... Oh yeah, that's another terrible thing about this stupid wizard game, is any really good wizard in the stands can just fucking control your broomstick and cheat. Uh, And then right on cue, Hagrid is like, the only thing that can do that is powerful dark magic. And then the former bossy girl is like, look at Snape in the crowd being a totally powerful dark magic wizard guy. And everyone's like, oh shit, you're right. Why didn't we think of that? And then former bossy girl is like, I'm going to set Snape on fire. And that's literally what happens. And Snape is like, ow, I'm on fire. And Bossy Girl is like, cool. And then she scoops the fire off of him. Like, that's a thing you can do to fire, apparently. You can scoop it. Scoop it. She scoops the fire off of him. And then the snitch literally flies into Harry's mouth. And he pulls it out like a fucking demon. And is like, I have consumed the snitch. I win. And then they all go back and try to explain what happened to Hagrid. And Hagrid is like... Oh, you know about the insane dog I have guarding the secret thing? And they're like, yeah, it bit Snape. And Hagrid is like, uh, that's my insane three-headed dog, Fluffy. And then former bossy girl is like, yeah, dude, Snape is super evil, and he tried to cheat in this weird game, and so I set him on fire. And Hagrid is like, no, I don't think that's what happened, because I'm incredibly stupid, and I can't see any sort of patterns in the very obvious experiences of my life. And then he's like, I want you guys to forget all about that dog and what it's guarding, because that is a secret thing between Mumblecore and some guy named Nicholas Flamel, Flamel, and you're not supposed to know anything about that. And then he's like, whoops. And Harry's like, aha, someone named Nicholas Flamel is involved in some way. And Hagrid is like, shit, I am absolutely terrible at this, but on the bright side, I am an amazingly convenient plot catalyst. So the message of this chapter seems to be, hey kids, some of your teachers are evil and are specifically out to get you. It seems like a good message for the kids. (laughs) 